Good morning, uh, whenever you are uh, listening to, the, to this video. Happy New Year to you. And, and may, I, may I say a prayer that the, the, the God of hope will just fill you with all his joy and peace this year as you trust in, in him. And that you may overflow with his, with his hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's a nice thing to say to you, isn't it? Unfortunately, I, I didn't make that up by myself. That actually is the verse of the year, which we are going to be looking at this morning. At Romans chapter 15, verse 13. And it's a wonderful verse of the year, and hopefully we'll get a lot from it. To be honest, it's so much in this verse that we'll only be able to touch on it this, this morning. And I want to encourage you uh, in your, your own time, after the, 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 you've listened to this and throughout the weeks to come, to really get into studying this verse, to, to looking at it in your Bibles, getting out concordances, uh, comparing it to other verses, looking at the words in the Greek, or whatever that may, may mean for yourself. We're going to be living with this, this verse for the whole year, so let's get used to it. And be really handy if we knew it inside out. And what I want to do this morning is just try and unpack it a bit so that you can uh, feel comfortable about exploring it more yourself. May the God of hope, the God of Elpis is the Greek word, fill you with charis and irene, joy and peace, as you are believing in him, so that you may abound Greek word is perisso and with elpis, abound with elpis, abound with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the dynamis of the Holy Spirit. So I'm simply going to go through the verse and pull it apart. So let's start at the start. May the God of hope, the God of hope, that, that, that word there is not saying that he's a God who hopes. He is the author of hope. He is the reason why we have hope. He is what our hope is in. He is the God of hope. Which is wonderful to set that up at the start of the verse and the start of this year. He is the God of hope. And the verse then goes on to say, May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace. Fill you with charis and irene. Now, I have done entire sermons on both these words. So I'm not going to spend ages this morning going over it all again. You can go into the archives and you can look at them in, in your own time. So I'm just going to give you a very simple summary of these two words. So joy has the idea of delight. Um, think of, of the angels announcing the, the, the birth of Jesus as we've just explored during the last month. It was great joy, great delight, great happiness. It, it's often linked to the idea of being blessed. And the word blessed in Greek means hugely happy. 
So being filled with joy is definitely a good thing, a positive thing, an exciting thing. And then we have this other word, not just to be filled with joy, but filled with peace. I apologise for my phone going off there, but we'll carry on going. Uh, filled with, with peace. This word peace is a, is a wonderful uh, word, a wonderful concept that God reveals in the Bible through the Old Testament and the, the New Testament. It's way, way more than the absence of war. It, the, the, the Hebrew word is the word shalom, and the Greek word is the word irene or irene. And, and it's, the, it's the wholeness of God. It's, it's the, the great things that God has for us. He puts into this word called shalom, called peace. And it, it, the, the word is mentioned hundreds and hundreds of times in the Old and the New Testament. But and to simplify it for this morning, as I said, you can look into it in more detail yourself. Look at previous sermons or just study it for yourself. It kind of breaks down into three main different areas. And that the, the fullness of peace, the fullness of shalom, means that we are people that are filled with personal integrity. And where people are striving after social justice. And where people who are looking at having prosperity for all. And that's the theme in areas, that we are people of integrity. If we're going to be filled with peace, we're going to be filled with integrity in our own personal lives, which is a challenge for us all. And we're going to be people who want social justice, who are not just happy for us to be okay, but we want God's laws, God's values put out into the world around us. And shalom, the fullness of God, is prosperity for all, that we all live good lives. That is God's desire. That is shalom. So this verse says, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace, with charis and with irene. What a wonderful uh, request that, that Paul says there for his fellow Christians. But how is that done? How is that achieved? Well, it then says, as you trust in him, or as you believe in him. But the verb that's used in the sentence is the present continuous. So it should be as you are trusting in him, or as you are believing in him. It's not a one-off event. This is an ongoing living daily experienced as you are living each day trusting in him so we are filled we have the ability to be filled with joy and filled with peace as we live each day trusting in God as we live each day hoping not hoping sorry as we live each day believing in God putting him in charge. That's how we do it. And what's the consequence? What's the reason? We're told in the next section. And it says, so that you may overflow with hope. So that you may abound with hope is a, a, another way of, of saying that, that, that same word there. Um, 
Hope is defined or defi- in, in dictionaries and Bible dictionaries as favourable and confident expectation of the unseen or the future. Uh, a favourable or confident expectation in the future or in the unseen or unknown. But it's far more about character than about events. It's about being people of hope. We are people defined by hope. It's less about an action of hope and more about just being a person of hope. Hope that permeates every aspect of who we are. To abound in something has a, a, a material benefit, a kind of really real feel to it. The word abound is very earthy. It's not in, in any way uh, ethereal. It's, it's the word that's used after the feeding of the 5,000 when there was an abundance of food. It's a real physical result, a real physical consequence of this abundance. And this, therefore, this abundance of hope should make a tangible, real difference to how we live our daily lives, not just a a psychological or a a, a thought of of future uh, benefit. This abundance of hope affects how we live in the here and now, which is really exciting. We should be people of hope. Can you think of people? Can you think of people who are people of hope? Perhaps a a more modern word might be optimistic or, or positive people, or people with a confident expectation. Slightly more precise. It's not 100% accurate, but we're getting there. You get the idea of what I'm saying. Can you think of people like that? I'm sorry I'm going to pick on a few people, but as I was planning this sermon, you know, a few people came to my mind. People like Gene Bill, David Page, Hetty, and many, many more. They don't live, you know, in the cloud cuckoo land. Well, I'm not sure about Hetty, but you, you know what I'm saying. You know, they are earthly people living out And I want to encourage us all to be people of hope. In 2021 in Southport, we need to be people of hope. I need to be a person of hope. A person who's confident in the future because God's in charge of that future. Because I'm living a life of joy and of peace daily through the power of God. Put it another way, you know, Christians should be hopeful people. Just the Spirit. But I kind of think of, of this power like, like driving a the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And the word used there for power is the Greek word dynamos. It's when humans invented dynamite, they chose to use that word dynamos, explosive power. And it's the same word used here. You will receive dynamite when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Power when the Holy Spirit. But I kind of think of, of this power like, like driving a, a sports car or a, a rally car. Myself and Phil Porter went once for a day's rally racing and we, we sat there 
training centre at first when we were taught all the theory of what to do, of how to handle the power in this car. That when we could do it? No, we just knew the theory. We'd read about it, we'd heard about it. And then we got to drive in these rally cars and had to try and control the power, put the foot down and use the power, know how to use it. And if you didn't use it correctly, it was disastrous. The power not controlled or done too much and you're off the track and could crash and some did that. And we thought we got the hang of it. We thought we learned how to put the handbrake down and pull the wheel and put the foot down on the gas and spin around corners. We thought we knew what we were doing. And then later on, we got to sit in the passenger seat as the expert drove the same car that we'd been driving. You wouldn't have realised it because he seemed to use it completely differently. But he had years of practice. And that's how I feel it is with us and the power of the Holy Spirit. That power is available to us. For some of us, all we do is sit in the, in the, the, the training room and read about it and hear about it. For some of us, we have a goal and develop a skills. And for some of us, over the years, we become experts at knowing how to use that power. Let me encourage you to go on that journey. Let me encourage you to, to work day by day, year by year, and understanding the power of the Holy Spirit that's available to us so that we can live that life of hope power of the Holy Spirit. As a slight sight, you know, it's always good to look at the context of the verse. And this verse comes at the, towards the end of a, of a massive letter that Paul wrote to the Roman church. He's kind of saying his farewell. And as I thought about that, I thought, it's equivalent to me writing best wishes, but an awful lot better, isn't it? And I kind of thought, I need to think a bit more about signing off my emails or my letters or my my happy new year. You know, I say things like, you know, kindest regards, lots of love, you know, cheers, or, you know, love you. But maybe I'm going to spend a bit more time thinking about what I say, being maybe a bit more provocative, a bit more profound, a bit more creative, a bit more inspiring. May the God of hope all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Wow, what a great way to sign off a letter. Let me encourage you to, to look at that verse this year. Dig into it, dig into it. Realise our responsibility to walk with God each day and allow the power of the Holy Spirit to develop in our lives so that we can be the people that we need to be for ourselves, for our families, for our communities in 2021.